You are listening to Inspired Caring with Michelle Magner, episode number 118. Hello, welcome to Inspired Caring. I'm your host, Michelle Magner. If you are caring for an older family member, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I bring insight, tips, inspiration, and strategies to help you care for the people that you love without losing yourself along the way. Having cared for both of my grandmothers, I've helped manage everything from hospital stays, households full of belongings, to navigating senior living and end-of-life care. And I've worked in senior living as a result of that experience, serving my residents and their families as they've been on this journey too. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Inspired Caring. Welcome, Kimberly Rayburn, to the podcast, Inspired Caring. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for inviting me on. I'm delighted that you can be here. So you are a speaker. You have a TED Talk. You are an impactful coach in my life and mentor and friend to me. And will you just share a little bit about what your background is and how you came to be sitting in front of me today and talking about breath work. Oh man, you know, it's, it's really just one of the roads that look like this. <laughs> like, I guess most of us probably have a similar, you know, windy road to get where we are. Um, I guess the, the best place to start would be, um, I started speaking in 2016 after I had, gone through, I had been drugged and raped and robbed and, uh, and I really tackled my healing very aggressively. And Mm -hmm. I knew it was something that I wanted to share with others to help them heal. So in that journey, in that process, uh, I met my husband and because I was a new and up and coming speaker and I was learning how to speak and I met him and, uh, fast forward, fast forward, several years later, we started dating, um, I was able to do my TED talk and I talk a lot about play and mm-hmm. play being serious business. And, uh, and I, and I'm able to weave in a message of hope with what I've been through. Um, but then my husband and I got married and we, we joined a coaching business so that we, we were learning a lot about some new things we wanted to do with our own business. So a couple times a year in this group, um, they have what's called family vacation which is a retreat that we get together as a group. We put all the business stuff on the shelf and we just do this work because I'm sure you could agree. And I know you well that we both agree that if you're not doing this work, none of this work matters. Right. You know, so it's really taking time to pause and drop into yourself and really tap into what's there. What needs to be mined, what needs to be uprooted, what needs to be replaced. So in February, a couple of, going on a couple of years ago, we were at one of these retreats and they're always different, always different activities. And we heard there was going to be a breath worker. And I thought, well, what's that? And the few people who had done it were, were like, oh, just, ooh, it's hard. Just you wait. Oh my gosh. So I went into it very with high expectations and surrendered to whatever was going to happen. So I'm in a room of eight people and 
one thing about me, and I try not to talk in so many absolutes anymore, but I have a tendency to just be all in, hot, you know, hot or cold, black or white. And I was like, I'm just going full throttle in this whole breathwork thing and see what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I I went in and I was breathing heavy and I was so deep into the experience. And I won't go through all of it, but the most uh, pivotal thing for me was I had this vision of a lioness and then this lioness morphed into me and I felt like the old me was just being like crucified and this new lioness of me was emerging and I felt like I was being called yeah to step into this and it was whoo I can truly say probably one of the most pivotal moments of my life and it's funny because a lot of times when we talk about pivotal moments of our lives sometimes they could be tragedies or, or traumatic things that have happened this was a very positive pivotal moment of my life. And I got out of it. It was a two-hour experience. I got out of there thinking, everybody needs to do breath work. Everybody's got to do this. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> and I kid you not, as my husband, husband, within three weeks, I flew to Spain to get certified as soon as possible because I'm, I'm just so driven to bring this gift, bring this healing modality to everyone in the world. I want to serve everyone with their own breath. <laughs> That's amazing. Cause we, we think we're breathing, but today I was thinking about you. Um, cause I was getting dressed and I was, you know, rushing and I realized I was literally holding my breath and, but there's a difference and there's a difference between like breathing just through your tasks and the breath work that we're talking about this like deeper practice right mm-hmm. yes yes and and you actually can marry the two together some just day-to-day lifestyle breathing practices that's important at the beginning of my classes I like to and sometimes at the end I like to give people a couple tips that they could take with them mm-hmm. because the experience I guide them through is not something you can do every day I mean, if you if you have all the time in the world, you sure, but most of us don't have all the time in the world to just focus on our breath for 90 minutes to two hours. Right. Um, so so yes, my breathwork classes, my experiences are are very different than oftentimes what people would even expect. Mm-hmm. I have had so many people come into my classes. In fact, one story in particular, a guy came after lifting. He was coming from the gym to the studio next door to do breath work. And at the end, I always ask for shares if anyone wanted to you know, share about their experience. And he goes, whoa, and this is like a, a gym guy, you know? He's like, I thought I was just coming in here for like a peaceful relaxation, <laughs> this relaxing meditation. You know, some people come in thinking it's going to be like a meditation, which in some ways it is, um, or like a sound bath where you're just there to receive. And, and it is not, um, it is called somatic breath work because you are bringing your whole body into it. It is a very intentional, very, very intentional meditation because it's, there's a reason they call it breath work, mm-hmm. breath work. Cause you're, not, you're working. <laughs> yeah. Not, not breath rest, not breath. No, it is breath work but at the same time I don't like to scare people I don't want people to think oh my gosh do I have what it takes do I have what it takes can I do it no if if we're having a conversation you're really really good at it you've been doing it your whole life right 
And you've breathed people of all ages. Yes. Yes. Every abilities and yeah. From teens to people in their 80s. I mean, I've I've really breathed them all. And it's for everyone. It Mm -hmm. is. And and actually my favorite people to breathe are the people who have never done it before. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot of fun because they don't really know what they're getting themselves into, but they have enough of an open heart and open mind to be like, okay, I'm going to dip my toe in this, see how it is. And it's always just so fun, so fun hearing what they have to say after. <laughs> yeah. And because some of the experiences are so um, visually present and real, like your lioness experience now are, and I have had some really super powerful experiences because I've had the privilege three times of, of breathing with you. We have more upcoming on the books. I'm so excited about um, our people. Like I didn't take anything, no plant medicine, no um, psychotic is the word that's coming to mind, but that's not it. What's the word? Psychedelic. Psychedelic, Psychedelic. right? So like <laughs> people are having this experience without taking anything, right? Yes. Yes. And what I tell people in my classes is what the the feedback I get back probably most often is it's most equivalent to a mushroom trip. In fact, I had a girl in a class just a month ago and she was young. She was in her mid twenties, I'd say. And she said, you know, I've been trying a lot of, uh, she just straight up said it. I've been trying a lot of drugs and a lot of psychedelics. She said, and I, and I haven't, and I, my understanding based on what her share was, was she was looking for something within. She was trying to connect with herself. So she wasn't just taking it to party. It seemed like she was trying to connect with her higher self. And um, and she said, and they could never take me to those places. She said, doing this breath work was a similar physical feeling and visual feeling. She said, but I felt so much more connected. This is what I've been looking for. Oh, that's so powerful because that's really mm. what our souls are seeking or is a connection, is connection yeah. with people. So what is happening in our bodies that is allowing our minds to go there or get to that place? And I just would like to interject that, you know, if people are um, exploring different modalities and they're doing it in a safe way and they're doing it in practice, you know, places with practitioners that are involved. Like, I, I just think as we're here bumbling along the earth, it's like whatever works for somebody. I just really want, it's fine. I just want to introduce that this is another way. This is another route, another path, another modality. And it's so accessible to people. Um, through you. And um, so what's happening in our body? Like, why does our brain do that? Well, we're hyper oxygenating our body. Um, We're alkalizing our blood. Uh, When we do breath holds, we're raising our CO2 tolerance. And all of this just sounds like science, like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But but I always encourage people, uh, you know, one thing when you're doing breath work is I, I breathe people in rounds, which you know, um, but for your for your audience out there, I breathe in rounds. Um, so it'll be, you know, four to six minutes of rhythmic breathing, followed by a breath hold, followed by some bliss out time before we do it all over again. And then I change the intensity and the speed and all of that. Um, 
And usually in the first round, what's happening in the body, especially for people who, who have not done this before, is it's harder for them to get out of their mind. They're like, am I doing this right? Am I doing? Because there are different, several different techniques that I employ on a breathwork journey, including a nose mouth breath. Uh, when you breathe in through the nose, pulling from your diaphragm and rising to the lungs and then ultimately out the mouth and breathe out the mouth. What that does is that creates a sense of safety and groundedness. So I always like to start people on a journey where you're like, and that whole first round is really to get them into that place of feeling comfortable, of feeling like, you know what? Okay. This is not as hard as I thought it was. I, I, I do have this. I got this. And another reason I do that is it helps them disconnect with their mind. Because inevitably, that first round, you're, you know, you're, you're transitioning from a busy life to trying to get to breath work. And it's like, right. sometimes that can be an hard, a hard pivot. So that's why I like to kind of ease people into the experience. Because if you take your, your, your focus away from your mind and shift it to your breath, ultimately, your breath and your body will take over. Because it is a full body experience. It is not a mind experience, is it a body experience? So, so that first yeah. round, I really like to create that groundedness. And also when you breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth, what that does is it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And it, for those of you who don't know, our automatic nervous system is, is two parts. The sympathetic, which is the fight or flight when we get stressed or busy. And then there's the parasympathetic, which is rest, restore, digest. And in a perfect world, the way it's supposed to operate is when we get activated, when we get stressed, the parasympathetic is then supposed to ultimately take over and bring this back down. And in a perfect world, these should be dancing together, creating you know, peace and normalcy in our life. However, right. in today's day and age and the busyness and all the things we have to do and social media and pressure, blah, 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 this gets higher, 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 our sympathetic and our parasympathetic can never catch up. Mm -hmm. So we never achieve that state of bringing this back down and letting the parasympathetic take over. Yeah. And when we do that nose mouth breath, we are activating, we are sending signals to our brain for the parasympathetic nervous system to take over which takes you into that place of rest, restore, digest. Mm. And once I have that if in people, that's when I feel I have permission and safety to take them deeper into their journey, take them into some more intensity, um, which in that case, if you don't want me sharing, because you said what's happening to your body, so keep going. Yeah. Yeah, another breath I love employing is a circular connected breath. Um, that is all mouth, mouth. So, and what that does is it helps people connect with their emotions, okay? Um, think about if someone is very upset and they're crying, how do they cry? Right. So by taking them to that circular connected breath, it helps them connect deeper to their self, their heart space, their emotions. It almost feels like it allows them to connect with it so that it can be cleansed. Yes. Oh gosh. I feel like breath work is 
is an emotional cleansing. Breath work, because you're not only uh, emotionally and mentally cleansing, but also you're getting rid of stale energy and stale oxygen. People don't realize that in our gut, in our diaphragm, we have so much stuck oxygen because we generally aren't breathing full breaths throughout our day. We tend to breathe more shallow. So by activating that circular connected or really all of the breaths, you're pulling deep from your gut. You're shaking up that stale energy. You're bringing it up. You're getting it out and you're breathing in new, fresh energy and, and oxygen. Well, and I am feeling from my own experience, like you have the, this incredible emotional experience, this incredible physical experience. And then um, it kind of seemed for me, it unlocked my mind to what could be possible. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, and I feel in my experience, at least, and this might be different for everyone, uh, which I'll get to that point in a minute. Um, but when we do breath holds, we pause the breath to pause the mind. And often what I see in breath holds, including in myself, when I do my own breath work, it's in the breath hold that I enter the void, the empty mm -hmm. space. And in that empty space, it's like, oh, wow, that's when things start downloading and dropping in and you start to see what's possible. And it's like, whoa, because you've cleared out all the noise. You've created white space. So that's, it's a, such a powerful place for people to experience because I think there's so few opportunities in our life um, where we can feel supported to, to, that's like where the shadowy stuff can start to really push away. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard. Um, I'll speak for myself. It's hard to get into that space of nothingness. As a Christian, the Bible says, be still and know. And we all walk around, we see things in TJ Maxx and Ross, you know, things for your house and say, be still and know that I, you know, and people buy this, these things and it sounds great. And yes, it's a Bible verse, but how many people truly understand what it means to be still and know? Right. And, and what I find in, in my own personal Christian practice, the hardest part for me is that be stilling and know. So for me, breath work takes me to that place where I can connect with God deeper and I could get into that be still and no place. Yeah. Oh, good. Did I interrupt you on what what's happening in the body or did we come full circle on that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll say two more things because okay. honestly, we, we could talk five, six hours about what's happening in the body and still not cover it all. So I'll what? just mention two more, two more things as I was going through the different breaths. Um, one of the breaths that I like to use is using a nose, nose breath. Mm -hmm. um, and what that does is it's kind of the opposite of that nose mouth. And I probably just snot it all over. And I tell people during class, like I give them a, a tissue and I'm like, look, you're just going to snot. You're going to get messy. Be willing to get messy. As my <laughs> coach, Dr. Aaron says, he says, they don't clean up the baby until you have the baby, until you birth the baby. So just it's not get messy. You know, I give everyone an eye mask. They can't even see each other. It's not like I, I see snot all the time. Um, but anyway, when you do that nose, nose breath, what that does is it stirs up energy. It stirs up chi. Think about 
a think about a bull in a rodeo when it's right before it's ready to buck or whatever they call it <laughs> how is it breathing yeah. it's stirring up that energy stirring up that energy so as i take people on this journey we get to a point after i don't want to give it all away but after you know certain parts of the journey i want i want to create energy i want to create that chi and make help them feel empowered like i got this mm -hmm. and a nose nose breath is a great way to do that um and the last thing i'll say is with breath holds which are my personal favorite um when we when we pause our breath we don't actually and you know this uh we don't hold our breath with full lungs people think oh breath hold they think of like jumping into a pool they think <gasps> and we don't in i mean some breath workers do and that's fine it's all well and good there's different benefits for that but what i like to do is <sighs> and pause with no air in the breath and when we do that we activate or we increase our CO2 tolerance, which are stem cells, which everyone knows, you know, the stem cells are the magic juice of the body. They hide out in our bone marrow and they hide out in our bone marrow because stem cells hate oxygen. So that's why they're tucked away in our bone marrow. Hmm. When we, when we do a breath hold with no air in our lungs, we increase our CO2 tolerance, which awakens our stem cells and it sends healing to the places in our body that we need healing. Our body is a self-healing machine. It knows what's up next for our healing. That could be physical, that could be emotional, that could be spiritual, mental, fill in the blank. Um, but I had someone in a class the other day um, and she, she went into the class not really wanting to do it. And she, she will say so herself. She's like, I was skeptical. I was just like, well, I guess I'm here. This is what I'm gonna do. She said, so I went for it. And I was curious what her experience was as we were going through it. I didn't know if she was really into it or not. And we're talking about someone who suffers from severe plantar fasciitis. She, okay. she limps all the time. She wears lidocaine patches on her feet because her feet hurt so, so bad. She's just in constant pain. And after class, she goes, I'm a believer. You got me. She said, this is the first time, and I can't tell you how long, I have no pain. And then the next morning, she sought me out. She's like, I want to let you know I still am pain-free. I can't believe it. Oh. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Yeah. How, how often can people do this? Is this like a daily thing? Is this like a once a week thing? Because I mean, there is a lot of science behind it and it does mm -hmm. like the benefits of it are so powerful. How often sure. could people do this practice? You know, they could do it as often as possible. There's no such thing as doing too much breath work. It's really a matter of how much time do you have? Even mm -hmm. me as a breath worker, I can't always get to breath work every day. Um, but if I could at least dedicate 10 or 15 minutes or like one round to myself as my own self-care, that's good. In my classes, when I take people through this like two hour journey, not all of that is breathing, <laughs> but this two hour journey, that's kind of like a spring cleaning. That's kind of the deep cleaning. I feel like the other is still cleaning and cleansing and all that, but I feel like it's more maintenance. Got it. Now we have done virtual sessions. 
And so do you only, how often are you doing what? Like how do people, they can do this either in person in your neck of the woods or virtually, right? <laughs> yes, virtually and and my neck of the woods and not. I'm actually, okay. um, my, my big dream for next year is um, I, because I've moved so much because I travel so much, I, I know people in a lot of places. And so my goal next year is to actually take the show on the road <laughs> so to speak, and to visit different cities and be able to bring people together because there's something magical about the collective coherence that increases in a room when you're all breathing together. Um, and I do virtuals, yes. Um, probably about one, um, one introductory one a month and one advanced one. I would like to get more on the calendar for that. Um, I have one friend who likes, she lives in New York actually, and she wanted me to breathe her and her friends. So it was like, it was a private session, a private group session, but it was just for her and her friends. Yes. And of course, one-on-ones, of course. Right. And then you've done some corporate events too. Yes. Corporate events are so fun. And I mean, they're all fun. Don't get me wrong. They're all fun. <sighs> but the cool thing about cor corporate events is, uh, <laughs> the attendees, the people who are there at their corporate retreat or whatever, they don't know what they're getting into. They're being paid. To, they have to do it. They are not choosing to buy a ticket to one of my events saying, oh, let's try this out. Or I love breath work or no, they have no idea. They're like, well, guess I got to do this. That <laughs> one, we have breath work, whatever that is. <laughs> exactly. I love it. It's, it's so much fun because people are just clueless so often like I don't know why I'm here <laughs> right mm -hmm. so it and seeing people break down yeah you know, like it, there was there was a guy recently who did not want to be there uh young guy and didn't know what breathwork was just kind of really not in the personal development space at all he was there because his wife wanted to be there so he was just there for that reason and kind of you know manly man even though I don't like to use that word because it kind of sounds a little toxic um but he went through the experience I, and I applaud him for even going there for doing the work I couldn't believe it at the end of class he was the first one to want to share and he just had tears streaming down his face mm. like Mr. CrossFit himself was just like I just realized the the love I have for my wife and the, and and so to see people make this transformation and to see people do literally a 180 in their energetic and in their mm -hmm. attitude and in their state is crazy. Well, and it's such a reminder that we, <clears throat> you know, the rates of depression and anxiety and the burdens that people are feeling culturally for us are just so heavy. They're so heavy. And this is such a safe space to explore our oneness with ourself, you know, really laying all of those things down and just connecting. And it, it has a lasting impact, a transformational lasting impact, even just one session, I believe. I mean, when yeah. we had our first uh, round together um, in your home at one of the What If Weekends, which is amazing that you provide that opportunity. Um, I felt like I had uh, like a glow from it almost 
for weeks afterwards. Right? It, it's so, it is fun watching people because I've seen that. I've seen people physically transform. You know, that in the Bible, when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, and he, like, I feel like people have those type of experiences where they go into it in, with a certain energetic or a lot of people suffer from anxiety and trauma and PTSD and depression. I, I have a lot of that come to my classes, a lot of trauma-based stuff uh, mm -hmm. and things people are working through. And to see the release, to see yeah. the lightness, to see the letting go of, the learning to receive, you can truly, like you said, I can physically see it all over people. Yes. And it's like, wow. Yeah. And if you are in a group with other people, because we, I have um, done some virtual sessions by myself uh, in my home and then in a group environment, it really is a great way to connect with other people on a super real level. I think we get stuck at these very superficial, logistical, tactical levels. And this helps us connect on a more soul level, um, yeah. which is so powerful. I think it's part of what we're missing in humanity now. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. And I think I try and um, when you're doing breath work, it requires, as you know, a lot of trust, a lot of vulnerability. Um, because anyone who didn't know what I was doing and came up to my breathwork studio here and saw a bunch of people on the ground, like, <sighs> it would look weird. It would look weird. So I, I can, it does create this special connection with people because you're creating this very vulnerable space. And it's my job as the guide to create safety before even going into it. Safety is huge. You have to create that self, the safe container. And me as the playgirl, um, I try and create this safe, sacred container by just having fun with it, it which sounds kind of silly. Um, but it's like, I tell people, hey, look, let's just get weird. All right, let's get weird together. You're going to get weird. You're going to have snot all over. Your, your, your eyelashes are going to fall off. Like, let's just get, you're going to sweat. You're going to be cold. You're going to scream. You're going to roar. You might be having an orgasm, whatever. Yeah. Let's get weird. Like, we're all getting weird together, myself included. Just because I'm guiding doesn't mean I'm not getting into it with you. Oh, I am. <laughs> it's very physical for you. <laughs> I mean, you're not touching anybody. Let's be super clear. You are not touching anybody, but for you, because you are such a conduit of energy, mm -hmm. like it is very, and you're so passionate. It is very <laughs> physical for you. It, it actually is. I'm done a class and I'm just like sweating. And yeah. to your point about touching, um, when I first began practicing, I, I did not touch people, but what I've been learning over the past six months, especially for people who are nervous that adding an element of touch can really bring people to a state that they need of groundedness. And I, because there was one girl I breathed uh, maybe three months ago and prior to me, she had one breathwork experience and it was very traumatic because the practitioner did not tell her what to expect. So when her hands were tingling and cramping, she, she thought something was wrong and she panicked, which actually that's very normal to feel those things. So uh, but she was going to give it a shot with me again. She was going to trust me and go there. And I was like, okay, 
but I'm happy I had that context, that background, so that I could support her during the class. And she started breathing and, and she was getting the claw hands. Sometimes she would get like claw hands. And again, that's totally normal. And I could, I could just sense in her energy that she was starting to get a little panicky. So being able to go and put my head, because you're laying down during the practice, which you know, um, and put my head next to her head and just cradle her head and just breathe with her and let her know you, you're okay, you are safe. So I've started adding that into my classes and I find that to be very supportive of people who are a little nervous or on the fence um, or struggle with anxiety a lot that the element of touch helps bring them to a safe place. Now, you some people, I, I give people permission. I say, please let me know if you do not want to be touched. Uh, please let me know. And I had one girl that said, please don't touch me. I want to go so deep in it. Whatever I'm feeling, I want to feel by myself. So it's, it's good to know. Some people love the touch aspect. Some people don't want to be touched and both yeah. are great. Well, just similar to yoga, right? Sometimes we have yoga instructors who are, it's more interactive and, and um, yeah. So that, yep. totally, that totally makes sense to me. And you do such a great job of in any environment, right? Either virtually or one-on-one -on -one in a room or in these corporate experiences. I think you create such a safe container. This is one of your superpowers very quickly that people, um, or I, I witnessed that as a superpower with you, that you can create a very safe space, very connected, very quickly for people so that they do get the most out of the experience. Yeah. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you for witnessing me in that space. And and it's something that I, I guess it's just a, a God thing, a God gift. Mm -hmm. And I just, and maybe it's because I just crave so deeply for people to have these transformative experiences that I just, I just pour so much of myself into it. And I allow myself to get vulnerable and cry and share. And I think, you know, as the guide, if I'm willing to model total surrender, total vulnerability, then I guess, and just be playful too, give people, you know, a chance to chuckle. Um, it, it just creates that. So thank you for, thank you for holding that reflection. Yeah. And I, and I love um, your sense of adventure and travel and that you are, you know, wherever duty calls, you are willing to consider making that trip for people. As yeah. Yeah. That was really cool in Ireland. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I just put it out in the universe. I'm like, I am, I don't know how, but I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to guide these people through a breathwork experience and I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to do it in the castle. And sure enough, we were able to do it in the castle. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so incredible. That is so incredible. What can people do like, like right now, today, in this moment? Okay, they're starting to get a little energized and fired up by Kimberly and her energy and playfulness and they are holding their breath. <laughs> what, what should they be doing <laughs> right now in this moment to help mm -hmm. reap some of the benefits of yeah. the oxygenation and yeah yeah well I think if people can start off honestly by just becoming aware of their breath without judging it and the without judgment part is the hardest part you know if you were to just set a timer on your phone for 60 seconds and just feel into like just become aware of your breath 
Are you breathing through your chest? Are you breathing in through your tummy? Are you breathing in through your nose or your mouth? Are your breaths very deep or are they shallow? And just taking 60 seconds to become aware of your breath, not judging it, just, ah, oh, I'm breathing shallow today. Ah, oh, I am uh, breathing more out of my mouth, whatever the case may be. So step one, just becoming aware, it brings you back to self and mindfulness. And it's amazing that it does kind of shift your state, even though you're not doing some, anything fancy. You're just bringing mindfulness to the only true addiction, your breath. <laughs> and then if people, like I was telling you earlier about the parasympathetic and sympathetic, um, uh, with all the demands on life, if they really want to activate that parasympathetic nervous system and, and have it take over so that they feel that sense of relaxation and uh, just more groundedness, I guess is a good way of saying it. Um, you can look it up online and there's like the box breath. There's the four, 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 four breath, which is the box breath. There's a four, seven, eight breath. There's a, this breath, there's a, that. and there's all these different counts. And when you look up breath work online, it can be very confusing because there's so many different techniques, all of which are wonderful, but there's so many of them. And it's like, Oh, which one am I, am I doing it wrong? Am I doing it right? right. And what I like to tell people at the end of the day, if you're doing that breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And as long as your exhales are longer than your inhales, you're starting to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Not equal parts, so just. <sighs> for however long you can breathe out, but exhales longer than the inhales. Okay, should we be holding at the top or bottom or? Nope, nope. Not necessarily. No. Yeah, that's. That's the next lesson. Point <laughs> <laughs> out. Well, I think this is amazing. How do people find you if they're like, yes, let's do this thing, or they want to connect with you or learn more? Where can they find you? The easiest way to find me is my website, which is thebreathworkgirl.com. So www.thebreathworkgirl.com. From there, you can find, you know, my email address. You can contact me. You'll find my social, uh, my social Instagram, Adventures of Kimberly Faith. You can find my YouTube there, my TED Talk, my classes, uh, my world tour. <laughs> my <Yes. now. laughs> yeah. um, So you'll find pretty much the central hub for all the ways to find me and track me down would be thebreathworkgirl.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I... I can feel the energetic from this episode really spreading. I hope I feel the energy with our interaction, like being able to share and 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 serve your people and just learning a couple things about breath. Like I, I hope, I hope, you know, their hearts were touched. They learn a couple things and they can employ, you know, some simple strategies. I'm confident of it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me on.